employees could have their student loan debt forgiven under a new education department waiver announced this morning. 22,000 teachers, police officers, and government employees will be eligible immediately. Lawmakers are scheduled to vote again today on bringing a measure to raise the debt ceiling to the Senate floor. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. We do not have the luxury of using a drawn-out, convoluted, and risky process. We could prevent a catastrophic default with a simple majority vote. If anyone objects, Democrats would need 60 votes to overcome a Republican filibuster. Without raising or suspending the debt ceiling, the government will run out of money to pay Social Security recipients, federal employees, and Medicare providers on October 18th. Whatever you've heard about the dangers of drinking wine may not be accurate. CBS's Vicki Barker from London. British researchers say they've found flaws in an influential earlier study that suggested even minimal alcohol intake can raise your risk of stroke. Too much wine is harmful, but the occasional glass, they say, is probably okay. S&P futures are down 41. This is CBS News. If you're checking for fever, the leading sign of COVID-19, beware of dangerously inaccurate non-contact thermometers. Instead, learn about Exergen at exergen.com. With the help of Cheerios Oat Crunch Almond, I get everyone's morning started with a smile. It has a delicious and hearty combination of the Cheerios you love, whole grain oats, and sliced almonds for an extra crunchy crunch. That's how I set the rhythm for a great day. Look for Cheerios Oat Crunch Almond in your local grocery store. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. And now save up to $800 on Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, plus special financing, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Today marks a milestone for a Hollywood classic. It was Audrey Hepburn's most iconic role. Tiffany's? You mean the jewelry store? That's right. I'm crazy about Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's debuted 60 years ago today on October 6, 1961. Hepburn played Holly Golightly, a young woman in New York who falls in love with a struggling writer. The romantic comedy was adapted from Truman Capote's novella and was a huge success both commercially and critically. In 1962, Hepburn's performance of Moon River by Johnny Mercer and Henry Mancini won an Oscar. And decades later, the film was selected to be preserved in the National Film Registry. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Costs a lot to go green. Tesla's increasing the price of its lowest priced models, threes and Ys, from $39.9 to $42,000. Elon Musk cites supply chain issues. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. <laughs> Pro football season's here, and pro roofers save valuable time with Beacon Pro Plus. Beacon Pro Plus works 24-7 for material ordering, order history, and automated promotion tracking, so you can get your favorite GAF roofing products even when working remotely. And now, order on Beacon Pro Plus and get a $175 gift card and a chance for a VIP pro football getaway. Gear up and raise your game with Beacon Pro Plus today. Build, score, and win at BECN.com. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. 
Sometimes it feels like the world is throwing everything it has at you. And to succeed, you need someone to guide you through. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the tech advice to help you navigate whatever challenges you're up against and get you safely to where you want to be. For advice on solutions like XPS 13 laptops powered by Intel Evo platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Difficulties with everyday tasks, words and numbers, confusion in familiar environments, memory loss, and changes in behavior. These are all signs of dementia. Athens County Cares wants to create a dementia-inclusive Athens County and empower adults living with cognitive decline through a holistic program which safeguards their dignity and independence while improving their and their caregivers' quality of life. Pick up the phone and call 740-594-3535 or visit AthensCountyCares.org to learn more. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. At Pizza Cottage, they always use the finest ingredients, treat their customers and employees like family, and always give back to the community. From pizzas to subs, wings to pasta, they have everything for your family to enjoy. You can also book their party rooms and their food trip. Pizza Cottage has a new location at 951 East State Street for dine-in, carry-out, and delivery through doors. So visit them today or visit their website, www.pizza-cottage.com. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. when we dig deep. Moves it to Bjorkstrand, leaves it now for Texier, steps around his man, left wing circle. To do the right thing at the right moment. All the way around behind the net, wrap around and score! Nice shoot, Tex! It's our blue, and out of our blue, we rise. Choose the games you want and flexible payment options with the Blue Jackets ticket plan for the 2021-2022 season. Text TICKET to 26791 for more information. Come cross the line at Latitude 39 located at Ohio University inside Baker University Center. Enjoy our pub-style atmosphere and try our appetizers, burgers, pasta, seafood, and steak, as well as a variety of other pub favorites. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at 1 Park Place, Athens, Ohio. Visit us and cross the line at Latitude 39. Hey, it's Randy. We'll talk classic cars, how to buy, sell, store, or make them bigger and badder. Join us. It's worth an hour. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593-7393. I-N-E-P-T, in tech, two 
four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, here we are at midweek. We've got a conference game coming up this week at home, but uh, let's get away from uh, talking about uh, football on the field and go back and do a little more. Uh, Wet NF- trout, you know, this is my favorite part of the week. You know, this is where we get away from practice, take a little break and start talking about all them uh, traditions that steeped in the history of NF Tech football and what we have loaned to the legend and lore of the game of football, that great game of football. Most of the folks don't know about the great contributions that NF Tech's made. A lot of the terminology that we use in connection with football today actually uh, developed uh, right here on the campus of NF Tech. Well, that's right, uh, especially with yours truly right at the helm. And, and you know, sometimes uh, folks uh, don't get credit for what they do, and, and we hadn't gotten what you call your good publicity about our program. And that's the reason for this here program. We sure are glad for all them listeners out there listening to my fine show right here on this station. Well, what kind of uh, NF Tech uh, football history lesson are you going to give us today? Well, I was thinking, uh, coming on the way over to the office, uh, about a boy what played for me back in 19 and 39. You know, that's that's a long ways back. Uh, a feller named of a Weird Art Marco. You know, Weird Art, he was kind of a strange boy. In fact, uh, he's what you call one of a kind, and there wasn't a whole lot of other folks on the ball team that uh, would associate with Weird Art. You know, uh, he had kind of his own way of doing things, and he was uh, what you call a defensive lineman, and whenever uh, Weird Art was playing on the line, uh, they wasn't nobody else what would line up with him on there. They, they'd all line up uh, three, four, five, seven, nine yards back behind him because they didn't want to get close to him. And, and so that's what where that uh, term odd man front come from because Weird Art, he was an odd man, and now they refer to it anytime you have an odd number of folks on the line. That's what you call your odd man front. But that comes from, from an odd man named a Weird Art Marco who played back at NAP Tech over in 19 and 39. Amazing, Coach. Well, I knew you'd think so, and we ain't done yet. We'll be back with more right after this message. Coach Turf, we enjoyed uh, listening to the background of the terminology uh, odd man front as it developed right here at Inept Tech. Back in uh, 19 and 39. Right. Anything else uh, that you've got to, to tell us about uh, football lore here? Well, you know, we was talking about weird art Markle. You know, I was thinking about another fella that... Uh, that uh, was a couple donuts short of a dozen, played for us back in 1951, a feller named of uh, Three-Fingered Duckman. You know, he was a quarterback. He was a reserve quarterback, didn't get in the games too much. And, he, see, he had only three fingers on his throwing hand. So anytime he threw the football, it kind of wobbled a little bit and resembled kind of a wounded bird flying through the air. And anytime he threw a pass, they named it after him. They call it a wounded duck. Well, Coach, what kind of completion percentage did he have? Well, not real good. Every one of them wounded ducks got shot down. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH It's not too bad a morning out there. 
Except I look up here at our thermometer and it says it's 19 degrees. Headed up to 28. I, I, I thought it was broken, right? 19 degrees? What are they talking about? Then I realized it was talking about Celsius. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So 19 degrees Celsius is 65 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, right? Big difference. And they say it's going to get up to 82 today, so quite, quite comfy, quite warm. All right, good morning. Today is, uh, let's see, what is it? It's uh, Wednesday, right? Yeah. Wednesday. And... Uh, the sixth day of October, the year 2021, 9.14 and three quarters right now in the morning. All right, so let's see here. A couple of things I wanted to mention. There's a job fair today. This has been a fairly annual event for some years, but it's a pretty big one. And it's held at the campus of Hawking College. Uh, one of my close friends is uh, kind of the head of the thing. And uh, she, um, I just realized that it was today. And it's, uh, it's done the Hawking College, uh, one of their big buildings up there. And it's from 10 till 2. And I know we've participated in that job fair off and on over the years. And whatever, whatever, whenever I hear about it, it's uh, been very um, positive information. So, folks, if you'd like to explore that, we highly encourage it. Again, the job fair in Hawking College and it's done also with a local agency, which is our uh, the, the agency that helps people find jobs. Um, and Lori McKnight is the um, um, Lori Gribble McKnight is who I'm referring to as my friend who helps put this thing on. So the job fair once again, ten till two on the campus of Hawking College. You know, while we're talking about um, Nelsonville or Hawking College, you know, there's a real concern, and rightfully so, about the census up there. You know, they've sort of done the preliminary count, or preliminary... Um, They've, they've announced the preliminary results. And I can't remember, Scott, exactly. By the way, welcome. I missed you the last few minutes. Um, but um, I can't remember how short they are, but it's like, I want to say, 300 people short of being uh, legally a city. In other words, uh, let's say it's... I think the breaking point or the, the 
you can be a city with 5,000 more people. And if you can find that preliminary count number for this most recent census, I think they're about 300 or 350 people short. Yeah, I think that's pretty close. So there's an effort to do an extra um, thorough review of Nelsonville's population. Because, you know, these different distinctions of a village versus a city. And then once you hit city marks at different sizes of cities, it all affects the support you receive from state and federal sources. So um, uh, Nelsonville's uh, very hopeful that they can, after doing a, a more careful count, if you will, okay, careful is not the right word. There, it was done carefully. It's just... Anyway, you get my point. So, um, to Nelsonville, let's figure it out. All right? Yeah, hopefully so. And on those lines of uh, current topics, I don't know if you knew this or not, but our very own Liz Huber is over at the Athens County Fairgrounds right now. And uh, she is broadcasting from there. From the Athens County's uh, recycling thing, isn't it? No. Oh, what is it? But that was the over the weekend. Oh, that was Saturday. Okay, what uh, is it? Athens County's first annual break for breakfast uh, until uh, 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, you can join HapCap, CareSource, and Ohio Health at the Athens County Fairgrounds for free-to-go breakfast and a goodie bag with information on women's health. No registration is required. Women can also schedule their annual screenings with Ohio Health as well as check out the mobile mammography unit. On-site mammograms will be offered. Um, All women who attend will be entered to win a raffle prize. And if you schedule a screening and or receive a mammogram, you will be entered to win an additional prize. And uh, for more information on this event, uh, you can contact Lydia Dupre. I hope I'm saying that right. At uh, 740-767-4500. That's 767-4500. The hours of this this morning. It's going on until 10 o'clock. Until 10. Yeah, started at 7, going on until 10. Folks, you uh, got uh, 40 minutes to uh, make it over there. Yeah. So, uh, again, uh, ladies, you can uh, schedule your annual screening with Ohio Health as a the on-site mammograms will be offered there as well. What are they serving for breakfast? I don't know. Just says a to-go uh, breakfast, a free-to-go breakfast, okay. and a goodie bag. So, yeah, you got, uh, what, about 39 minutes something, to get there? Something like that. To participate? All right. Well, cool. Yeah. And... Uh, Liz, if you hear Liz on um, each of our stations, um, if you've never met Liz, it's a delight. So please do uh, make make yourself known to her. Uh, She's a little hard to spot. (laughs) Um, Not. (laughs) What? Not. Not. (laughs) Anyway, um, 
look for the Jambulins, and then she'll be there, okay? Um, let's see. Today is October 6th. I think I mentioned that already. Of course, the year 2021. Um, you, you know, back to that census, if I, if I can add to that quickly. Uh, let's see. The, it officially started the recount uh, this past Saturday and runs until this Sunday at 7 p.m. I guess they're going door to door from 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. And if you live in that area, canvassers will be wearing a Nelsonville census recount volunteer ID badge. So make sure that if someone knocks at your door that they have that badge on there, please. And if they have that badge, please cooperate, okay? Yeah. Uh, we really would like to continue Nelsonville being a city. Yeah, they also say that uh, if anyone would like to volunteer, uh, meet at the Nelsonville City Building in the utilities office each day at 10 a.m., and uh, 4 p.m., and they will launch from the city building there in Nelsonville. Still not finding a count on that, though, because the one I'm looking at for, from the World Population Review still has them at uh, slightly over 5,000, mm-hmm. which we know from our area. I'm, I'm just, it seems to me like they're 300 short at I this think point. that's pretty close. But uh, we do have a caller. Maybe they have an answer for us. Uh, good morning. You're on the air. Oh, we had a caller. Let's see here. Am I on the right buttons? Yep. Okay. Good morning. Tiggity poo. There hey, you go. There he is. How are y'all? We're we're we all fine. That's good. <laughs> fine That's ball game. You good. That's a fine ball game. Yes, sir. That's that. That's that. Nitro Tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Um, this is an ancient show, and yet it just still is a hoot. Yes, it is. I I love. Well, I hope the Bobcats do good this weekend again. But it's gonna be a tall task. Let's see. Forgive me. Who who's our opponent? Central Michigan. Okay. And how are they looking this year? Average. Okay. About, about like always, but they've been down for a couple of years or so. Yes, they have. As, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Well. For the Bobcats. Yeah. I hope they stay down for this weekend. Okay. I think it's a very winnable game. Oh, uh, yeah. As I looked at the rest of the schedule. Uh, for the Bobcats, I think they've they've got two games left that are a toss-up for me anyway. So I think the re- remainder of those though are winnable games. Central Michigan is two and three, and uh, zero and one in MAC play. Well, let's hope this Saturday they're zero and two. Yeah, there you go. Is the Jamless going to be down there at the Tailgate Park? Yes. Y- y- yes. I think I, I think so. Yes. Yeah, we didn't make it last game. We had uh, some issues yeah. there. So issues with the uh, jamblings. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have free tickets? I think there are going to be some there. So there's going to be a limited number. We've been giving them away on uh, Power One Hundred Five, 
And uh, I think there's been some given away here on 970 as well. And I think we're going to have a a few available there at the uh, tent as well. Well, I appreciate the the help last time. Hey, you're welcome. I appreciate it. You betcha. So. We'll see what we can do to help you out. And uh, I appreciate that because I love Bobcat football. Yes, you do. You are you are Bobby Bobcat fan, right? Yes, unless they play WVU. <laughs> Boy, they lost a tough one this past weekend. Oh yeah, and and Oklahoma they should that's a tough one to lose. To. Yes, they should have won. Yeah, they should have. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But I love Cincinnati, what they did. Oh, my. They took it to Notre Dame, didn't they? Well, at Notre Dame. At That's Notre Dame, thing. yeah. That, they, have you seen Cincinnati's uh, remaining schedule? <clears throat> if they don't go undefeated this year, it's their own fault. They yes, have such an mean. easy schedule ahead for the remainder That's of the year. Yeah. But that UCF always gives them a tussle. Yeah, they've got SMU, too. SMU, I think, is yeah. ranked 24th, but uh, yeah. I don't I don't see Cincinnati losing the rest of the year. I don't either, but, you know, that's, that's a big turnaround for SMU. They've been a whooping post for, for their conference for a few years. Say that again? They have been the whipping post for their conference oh. for a couple, few years. Yes. Yep. And they look like they're turning everything around. Yes. They're but, playing much better this year. Yeah. All right. Are you going to be in the parade, Don? Homecoming I parade? Do. I might be there to see it, but I, I'm i not going to be in it. They don't have enough room for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could get you to put on the, the Bobcat mascot uniform. You could do that. i do that, but I don't think it'd fit. And that might work for my head. <laughs> That's not the rest of me. <laughs> oh. I'm not that thin. Oh, well. You'd make a good one. I'd have fun with it. I bet you would. Yeah. They, uh, that, the Bobcat Black, I guess, Syracuse, one of the cheerleaders took a picture of me. I'm standing there with my Bobcat Blackout shirt on, and they said that thing went viral. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, I don't, you know, I was just there watching the game, and, and yeah, it was, they, they sent me that picture on my Snapchat. Yeah. And it says, this is what a happy face looks like. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe they should design a custom mascot uniform for you. Uh, uh, I'll just go there, because I, I get in trouble for being a, to verbal <laughs> wearing that and, and that's the official. I mean. We could put a put you on a float with a great big sign that says, Tickety-Poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you yeah, think, Dave? Why not? <laughs> Why yeah, not? When I walk down the street, I'm, I'm, I'll say hi to somebody and somebody <laughs> else will say, you're the tickety-poo man. I said, yeah. Does <laughs> that really happen? Yes, sir. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. You're a celebrity in the city. 
here we ha- here we're on the radio. You can't see our faces or anything, and yet they sense it. Well, I've got the type of voice that if you hear it <laughs> once, you'll never forget. There you go. Uh, Unique. I, grant, I grant you that. Unique. That's what somebody told me. So I'll take their word for it. Okay, dog. Well, I just want to call in, say hi to y'all. I hadn't called for a while, and I got just sitting here killing time. Well, you know, we we got off to an odd start this morning because Scott was somewhere else, and. We had um, I was shaving my art, eyebrows. Art turf uh, show and and no sponsor and no you know it was just a weird start. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, we got to do it. So, do you have a sponsor for it, Don? Ah, <laughs> I've got you know, one. If I'm you afraid don't. to ask now that I think about it. <laughs> well, we're gonna let that go. Okay. Yeah, we wouldn't go there. Okay. <laughs> you take care now. Well, you guys have a great day. Likewise. See you, Don. Thanks Bye-bye. for the, thanks yeah. for the smiles. All yeah. right. Yeah. Here we we missed you know making a hundred bucks from a sponsor. Yeah. You want one? I had one ready. Did you? Yeah. I was. Uh, did you hear what I what you I was said doing? You were shaving an eyebrow. Yeah, I was shaving happened? my eyebrows, getting ready for radio. Oh. That's a, that's a joke. A joke. Yeah. <laughs> like they say, a face for radio. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So, who was your sponsor? My sponsor, to be? the Art Turf Show, proudly brought to you by 444 pieces of self-sealing water balloon set. You simply connect a tap or a hose fill, and make hundreds of water balloons with no need hand sealing save a lot of filling time very convenient okay now i've seen those in the stores and guess what we have had them and used them and they are amazing so there's your testimonial folks and then once you do that you're all wet because everybody's throwing these hundreds of balloons around at one another Water balloon fight. That's right. So there it was. That that was the sponsor that was lined up for this. Imagine that we've gone twenty five minutes and accomplished so little. (laughs) But we had a an uplifting session right there with smiles and laughter. There you go. (laughs) That's always a good thing. Today is National Noodle Day. Noodle on that, will ya? It's National Coaches Day, National Mad Hatter Day, National Coffee with a Cop Day, National Plus Size Appreciation Day, National German American Day, National Walk to School Day, National Orange Wine Day and National Pumpkin Seed Day. I don't recall during the course of a year having as many as we do today. 
Uh, we've we've actually had a list longer than that. Really? Yeah. I think one, I remember counting like 12 or 13 of them one day. Well, we're close to that. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Historical. No- noodle on that. Noodle on that. <laughs> you know, I do love pasta dishes. Yes, likewise. And... Um, Went to Pizza Cottage the other day. Brand new restaurant in town. I think they have maybe a dozen locations around the state. And uh, they had a side of al- uh, pasta Alfredo, right? Mm. Sounds good. It was good. So I got a tiny pizza. And a side of the Alfredo. And I couldn't eat it all. So I took it home and enjoyed it later later on. Yeah, well, we welcome Pizza Cottage as uh, one of our new sponsors here at 970 and Power 105 also. And you know, the neat thing about pizza is they're so different from place to place. Yes. So you can, you know, like, you can enjoy theirs, and it's unique. You can go to Avalanche and enjoy theirs, and it's unique. Or Domino's, or name any place you want, right? They all are quite different. And all good. Okay, yeah. enough, enough, yeah. enough. Hey, um, can we go back to Mad Hatter Day real quick? Um, okay. Um, while you're while you're looking for things there, where where this came from? Wait a minute, let me see. National Mad Hatter Day. Oh, I see it now. Okay. okay. Um, the phrase "mad as a hatter" this is what caught my eye. Comes from the late 18th and early 19th centuries, when haberdasheries used mercury nitrate. Remember how you've told us you used to play with mercury when you were a kid? Oh, mercury, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now they go on to say, this exposure to this metal over time caused the tradesmen to develop symptoms making people believe they were mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that, that they <laughs> used that. Mad Hatter. <laughs> the Mad Hatter. That's where it comes from. Okay, let's look up. And let's see what kind of cautionary things they say about it today. Yeah, they all... The now, honest, uh, folks, I used to carry mercury in my pocket in a little capsule-like thing, a little container. And it was so fun to play with. You take it out of the container, and it's a, a, a fluid... But it it doesn't just fall apart. It wants to stay in a glob. Yeah, the liquid state. And then it um, it has such an odd feel and texture to it. Now it was used in back, th- thermometers back when, back when. Well, yeah. For years, you know, but before that, it was booze. I think ice, ice. alcohol. Oh no. And then it went to mercury. 
Yeah. You mean booze was used in thermometers? Yes, it was. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, years ago. But um, I have two mercury thermometers in my medicine chest still, even though they've changed to other items now. Yeah. Um, Now, there's something else I was going to say. Oh, I know what it was. Back when our dimes were silver... Yes. And quarters were silver. Mm-hmm. Mercury loves silver. So you could just rub it on there, and it would adhere and just be as slippery as could be and shinier than you can imagine. The old mercury dimes. Yeah. Okay, now, what do they say about mercury today and handling it and playing with it. Okay. Mercury. What happens if you touch mercury? It is a very toxic or poisonous substance (laughs) that people can be exposed to in several ways. If it is swallowed like from a broken thermometer Mm -hmm. as we were talking about, Mm -hmm. it mostly will pass through your body and very little is absorbed. If you touch it, a small amount may pass through your skin but not usually enough to harm you. And, and I openly played with it as a kid. <laughs> okay. Now, it, now, but we'll <clears throat> take it on to what it can do bad for you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me there. Yeah. Um, is, is it, well, it goes on to say, is it poisonous? We're just touched on that as, as a natura- naturally occurring element. That is found in air, water, and soil. Mercury may have toxic effects on the nervous, digestive, and immune system, and on lungs, kidneys, skin, and eyes. That pretty much covers most of the body, doesn't it? Seems like it. Uh, Mercury is considered by the uh, World Health Organization as one of the top ten chemicals or groups of chemicals of major public health concern. What well, elements? I know they. I know it's a big deal now, and yet years ago it was actually. I actually had a bottle. Probably. I probably had eight ounces of it. In a larger bottle, in my shop, I had a. A shop where I did experiments and stuff. Oh, well. It, it also goes on to say exposure to mercury can cause serious health problems, yeah. as we've been saying. In both humans and animals, higher levels of mercury are associated with brain problems. Additionally, mercury exposure is tied to high blood pressure and increased risk of heart attacks and higher bad or LDL cholesterol. And, you know, we all, we've we heard of mercury being in fish, too, to be careful not to overdo eating so much fish with uh, the level of, uh, of exposure to that. Five of the common most eaten fish that are low in mercury, shrimp, canned light tuna, salmon, pollock, and catfish. Well, salmon and shrimp are major on my list. Other commonly eaten fish, albacore, tuna, has more mercury 
than canned light tuna. Let's move on. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It is a Wednesday edition. Um, I enjoyed the show with uh, Otis Crocker yesterday and his staff. Yes. Uh, children's services and all of that. So much. So important to any community. All right, uh, so when we're um, when we don't have guests, we often do this uh, on this day in history, right? Yes, <clears throat> we do. 1917, the Battle of Passchendaele. Passchendaele. I don't know how it is said, but it says Canadian troops capture the village of Passchendaele in the Third Battle of Ypres. Well, this is a tough one. After 250,000 casualties on both sides. So, where is Passchendaele? Is that a part of Canada? I have no idea. How, what is the spelling? Pray tell. Oh, boy. Here you go. Pass, P-A-S-S-C-H-E-N-D-A-E-L-E. Passion Dale. Assuming we're pronouncing it right. Yes. We'll have to go with that presumption. Yep. Where is it? Uh, it is in Canada. Okay. Uh, let's see, where, if we can pinpoint somewhere. Uh, I'm going to assume it's on the east side. Oh, uh, let's see. Anyway, 250,000 casualties, and not just on one side, but the two, to, two together. And um, they call it the Third Battle of Yipres, Yipres, Y-P-R-E-S. Yes. What, uh, was it World War One? Is that what? 1917. They're not. Okay. Yep. That would be World War One. Well, let's move on. 1939, Adolf Hitler announced his plans to regulate the Jewish problem. I don't like the sound of that. Neither did a lot of other people. 1948. Ashgabat, Ashgabat earthquake. This happened in um, the Soviet Socialist Republic, Turkmen area. 100,000 people were killed in that earthquake, 1948. Another item out of 1948. Paleanthropolis just Wow. Let me work this through. Paleoanthropologist. Oh, that's not so hard once you break it down. Paleoanthropologist Mary Leakey 
finds the first partial fossil skull of Proconsul Africanus. They go on, and an, an ancestor of apes and humans in Rishingo Island, Kenya. Well, this is really testing our pronunciation today. <laughs> 1951, Joseph Stalin proclaims the Soviet Union has the atomic bomb. 1956, scientist Albert Sabin announces that his oral polio vaccine is ready for testing. It would soon supplant Jonas Salk's vaccine in many parts of the world. Okay, we've come to the pictures part. So we have uh, four famous birthdays and two famous deaths to uh, to bring up. Three of the four famous birthdays are past, so we'll do them in uh, maybe order of death. So the oldest person that we're bringing up is that of George Westinghouse. Born in 1846, died in 1914. And we, we can assume, right? Yes, that would be a good assumption. Westinghouse appliances mm-hmm. and things like that. He was an American entrepreneur, an engineer based in Pennsylvania who created the ra- railway air brake and was a pioneer of the electrical industry, receiving his first patent at the age of 19. Next in line would be Helen Wills Moody. She was born in 1905 and died in 1998. Helen Wills Moody. Helen Newington Wills, also known by her married names, Helen Wills Moody and Helen Wills Rourke, was an American tennis player. She became famous for holding the top position in women's tennis for a total of nine years, from 1927 to 33, and 1935, and 1938. Wow. Uh, Just looking at the particular photograph they picked for her, I would not have guessed that. An athlete. Yes. Okay, uh, next in line is Thor Heyerdahl, H. E-Y-E-R-D-A-H-L. He was born in 1914 on this date, died in 2002. Thor Heyerdahl was a Norwegian adventurer and ethnographer with a background in zoology, botany, and geography. He is notable for his Kontiki expedition in 1947, which oh, he sailed yeah. 8,000 kilometers across the Pacific Ocean in a hand-built raft from South America right. to the Tuamatu Islands. Okay, now there, early in there you use eth- ethnographer or something like that. Ethnographer. What is that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> but I will look it up. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> yes. While you're doing so, the last person we have to bring up in the way of a famous birthday is uh, alive, very pretty too, Elizabeth, 
Elizabeth Shue, S-H-U-E. Oh, and, I know uh, her. Oh, well, I don't. I know of her anyway. Like She's to. an actress. Yeah, she looks the part. 58th birthday, very attractive. She is known for her roles in the films The Karate Kid, Adventures in Babysitting, Cocktail, Back to the Future Part 2, Back to the Future Part 3, two of my favorite movies, along with Back to the Future Part 1. Um, Soap Dish, The Saint, Hollow Man, Piranha, 3D, Battle of the Sexes, and Death Wish. That's a bunch. That is a bunch. And yeah, some of those I should have known. She is uh, uh, quite the good actress, I believe, anyway. Ethnography is the scientific description of the customs of individual peoples and cultures. Okay. What is an example of ethnography? A study involves a researcher observing behavior either in person or via cameras pre-installed in participant homes, workplaces, etc. And another one is uh, it says, think of the show, a uh, TV show where viewers observe the reaction to other people watching TV. So they're basically doing their observations. Okay, uh, and, two day, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, very quickly too. That the Passchendaele thing, the area that we were trying to locate, since it was World War One, I, I thought I, after I thought of that it couldn't be in Canada. There was no battlefields in Canada, but it refers to a Canadian battalion that was fighting in World War One in Belgium. Okay. So that's where it was, not Canada, but Belgium. Yeah, there's a uh, cemetery there for Canadian infantry and troops. And uh, sometimes uh, known as Flanders Field, where the poem was written by a, a Canadian serviceman. Two famous deaths to mention. Um, Walter Hagen, H-A-G-E-N, born in 1892, died on this date in 1969. He was an American professional golfer, major figure in golf in the first half of the 20th century. His tally of 11 professional majors, that means wins in tournaments, is third behind Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods. Wow. Um, and finally, Betty Davis. Ah, uh, yes. 1908, born, died on this date in 1989. Betty Davis. Betty Davis, Ruth Elizabeth Betty Davis, was an American actress with a career spanning more than 50 years and 100 acting credits. Some of her works include All About Eve and Jezebel. Let's see here. I got three different sets of papers in front of me. All of them are kind of interesting. And yet we only have about seven minutes left in today's show. I think I'll hold on to this one for tomorrow or down the road. Uh, here's a report. This just came out today. 2021's greenest cities in America. Okay, green, right? Green, me green living means a choice to engage in cleaner, more sustainable habits in order to preserve the planet as much as possible. 
Nearly two-thirds of Americans say that protecting the environment for the future generations is extremely important. And 56% believe that stricter environmental laws are worth the cost. The good news is that the market for greener energy is getting bigger. And renewable energy was the only type of energy for which demand increased during the COVID-19 pandemic, according to the International Energy Agency. So, clean energy and other green practices, such as recycling programs and urban agriculture, will they help create jobs and benefit both the environment and the public health? all of which contribute to America's bottom line. Recognizing those advantages, cities across the United States have increased their sustainability efforts and benefited economically. So, they, um, they compared the 100 largest cities across 28 different key green indicators. talking about greenhouse gas emissions, smart energy policies, initiatives to green job opportunities, all this stuff, right? So here we go. Number one city. You want to guess? Um, mm, Seattle. Um, actually, Seattle comes in ninth. Number one city is San Diego. Number two, San Francisco. Three, Portland, Oregon. Number four, Irvine, California, where San Paul lives. Number five, Honolulu. Six, Fremont, California. Seven, Washington, D.C. Eight, Oakland, California. Nine, Seattle. And tenth, San Jose. Wow. Now, Nine of the ten. Western yeah. cities. Yeah. <clears throat> now let's let's um, let's clobber Ohio. Okay. The best city out of the top. What did we say it was? A hundred. Let me see here. Yeah. Out of the top one hundred green cities. The top one in Ohio, Cincinnati, comes in thirty sixth. Before it, Lincoln, Nebraska. After it, Bakersfield, California. Next in line, coming in smack dab in the middle, 51st, is Cleveland, Ohio. Coming in 77th, Columbus, Ohio. Seems to me there's one more. Oh, yeah, 84th is Toledo. Now, let's see here. Let me just scan this real quick. Um, okay, Nick's over in Virginia Beach area. It, can't, it came in 75th. I'm just scanning real quickly. Chesapeake, Virginia, came in 63rd. Actually, that's where his home is, is in Chesapeake. 
63rd. Let me turn this page. Name a favorite city of yours, Scott. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Well, I don't see it listed. Orlando. Okay, I think I did see that somewhere. Just uh, Nashville. Oh, no, stop! No, you're getting me confused. What, overloading you? Yeah. Orlando comes in thirtieth. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Do you have anything else on all of this? Oh, here we go. Oh, we have less than two minutes. Lowest greenhouse gas emissions per capita, Virginia Beach. Highest, Baton Rouge. Highest percentage of green space, Anchorage, Alaska. Lowest, Hialeah, Florida. Lowest percentage of commuters who drive, New York, duh. New York City, that is. Highest commuters, uh, percentage of commuters who drive, Chesapeake. Well, we're out of time. Folks, have a wonderful day out there. It's going to be a nice one, I think. Right now we're showing 67 degrees. It's going to climb up to 82. And uh, my clock's off, isn't it? Yeah, you got it. We got it about well less than a minute now. Yeah. But I was looking at that one up there instead of that one over there. They're, oh yeah. They're both supposed to be synchronized. Uh, what do you call it? Atomically controlled. Yeah. Not atomically, but anyway. Um, let's see. Does lightning ever strike the same place twice? Yes. Uh, can. Does Kentucky have more bottles of bourbon than people? Yes. <laughs> Does South South Africa have a total of five official languages? Yes. No. Okay. Good. On that note. <laughs> In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Good news for teachers, police officers, and government workers trying to pay off student loans from long ago. The Education Department's overhauling its forgiveness program. CBS's Stacey Lynn is in Washington. The student loan forgiveness program's been around since 2007 to steer more grads into public service jobs. But because of some very strict and confusing requirements, has only helped 5,500 people. The temporary changes now can help more than half a million borrowers wipe away that debt. Democrats in the Senate hope to advance a measure to hold a vote on raising the nation's debt ceiling, but Republicans could block it. The president says he believes his party may be able to prevent a filibuster. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Twelve days remain before the Treasury Secretary says the government won't be able to meet all its financial obligations to Social Security recipients, federal employees, Medicare providers, and others. Today, President Biden meets with CEOs to discuss the ramifications of a first-ever U.S. default. 
Republicans vowed to block another attempt at increasing the debt ceiling this afternoon. The president said yesterday he saw a possibility in a Senate rule change, barring filibusters for debt ceiling increases. The CDC is reporting the steepest rise in homicides.